So if we have a look at this weekend's results, it brings into mind the title of today's podcast, Consistency is Better Than Perfection. And it's those teams that have consistently been there, thereabouts, that are picking up the results. And if you look at Fulham, for example, they were unfortunate, yeah, they've lost 2-1 to Leeds. But you can look again and you can see that you see Bamford and Rafinha, those players that have been consistently good for Leeds, they stuck to their game plan and now they're starting to pick up some wins and they beat Fulham 2-1. Brighton, Brighton, again, they got a lot of stick over the past few weeks from putting X amount of goals, shots on target, are not actually penetrating. And now they're starting to pick up wins and start to pick up goals. We've even got people like Danny Welbeck, who was the source of a, a lot of enjoyment last week's podcast. He's popped up and got himself a goal. So their consistency has paid off and Newcastle's inconsistency is starting to show through. Um, and yeah, with Grealish not being at Aston Villa, uh, they're starting to show that maybe, yeah, they are a bit of a one-man team because they lost 2-0 to Tottenham, a team who, you know, on their best day are still not even good enough to beat Villa. But they, they did, and credit hats off to them. That was such a 50 game. Us it was such a 50-50 game. It was, it was. But I just think if you're losing 2-0 at home to, to Tottenham, you've got problems because that's not a team that beats you 2-0. You know, they're just horribly defensive and it's horrible to watch. But anyway, we move on to West Ham Arsenal. And again, that's why I empathise with Arsenal fans because being a United fan, you know, this is the key. This has summed up our season, consistency being better than perfection. You've got two teams that are trying to return back to what they know best, winning ways, trophies, fighting for leagues, fighting for titles, all of that stuff. But we can't even get the basics right. The consistency is not there. Last week we were talking about you know, Chris, one of your very famous, uh, you know, quotes from last week was about um, the first time in a long time you, you couldn't question the winner of a derby and how you'd got so many things right. And then a week, seven days later, you go and play West Ham. And let's be honest, yes, they're in a bit of form, but it's West Ham. And you were, th- you know, it's inexcusable to 3-0 three, three down at half time when you've got, you know, man like Jesse Lingard just running the show you know it's, it's inexcusable so as an Arsenal fan you know what's worse you know the fact you know is, is, are you pleased that you 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 came back and you showed that attitude or should you never been 3-0 down in the first place both I'm yeah it's, it's, it's the same old it's, it's individual errors leading to goals like giving the ball away in our own half where we're, we're unable to beat the press with simple pass. And that sort of comes down to some of the players. We need need another centre-back. Um, we need a, a, cent, a, like a strong commanding first name on the T-sheet type centre-back. I suppose all teams do, really. But um, we've needed one for the longest time. Um, it's still the case now. Um, and then the second goal, kind of, you never turn your, you never turn your back on the ball. Never. Like, it's, it's, it's schoolboy stuff. Schoolboy stuff really is and then the third one yeah kind of like header bombing in um but then the reaction after the third one in was actually very pleasing like this team has shown they've got some spirit in them um and we were by far the better team for the last hour and we were perhaps unlucky not to win it but yeah we should never be going 3-0 down especially at West Ham an interesting stat actually which kind of shows that there is progress is that since Christmas only City and West Ham have earned more points in the Premier League than Arsenal Yes, double S. Mm. Busting more. Yeah, yeah. Stats. 12, 12 games. Is 12, 12 games, three losses, but seven wins and two draws. Like that is that is progress. And I think I said in the last pod that we have been infinitely better since the new year. Um, but it's, it, yeah, this this team, it's it's definitely getting better under Arteta, but we just quite frankly need better players in it. Like Odegaard is 
whatever we can do to sign him, sign him. If it means selling one of or both of Aubameyang, well, well, the suggestion is he's asked his agent to to he's get happy. the deal done. He's happy. If so he's happy, we can afford it. That's good news for you, man. No brainer. The kid, the kid is dynamite. And no, no disrespect to Arsenal, and no disrespect to him. I think that is his level, not in a sense of I'm suggesting that you guys are bad, but his level is being in a team where he can be. I completely agree. At Real Madrid, he can be he, that Madrid, guy. He, he's and, not a big and, enough and, name to d- demand yeah, that. No, much he he's the guy. He's he's the he's clearly the quality midfielder there in a team that are on their way back up to greatness, as opposed to a Sociedad who kind of just hover around mid table, not really him doing and Smith anything, and, not really and saying Saka anything. And Martinelli all floating around in there, just that's it's going to make me purr. That's that's a very promising future. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's he's a Man City type player where he comes in and takes over from De Bruyne. He probably could be. I, I don't. I don't dispute that. I just think at the moment, um, once he settled down from this wonder kid tag and actually plays, because he played very well at Sociedad. He's a very decent consistent. player. There, so he's chipping he in with goals, home. getting kisses, yeah, dictating, he's a home, doesn't and he? he looks happy. He needs to feel appreciated and fans. And maybe you've got that yeah, Arsenal. The, I think. the fans love him already, which is unanimously. God, do you know what? I'm just glad. I'm just glad that Lingard. Didn't bust a milli rock or a moonwalk, bro. I'd have lost my nuts. If he his goal was pretty. His goal was, was pretty. It was a very good. It was a very good goal. But I'm just glad he celebrated. I'm glad he celebrated normally, bro. Because when he done the moonwalk and the, and the milli rock, like yeah, his career did go downhill from that moment. Love. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we can trace it back to that. Yeah, trace it back but, um, to that. But, but no, we you, you no, got to wish uh, Jesse well, man. Like he's, he's had a lot of a lot of oh, stuff. No, I think I want. I want to see a lot of stuff in his personal life that we didn't know about. And he's conducted himself he's, well, he's and take, he's kept it all kind of quiet. He's taking kept his it opportunities. Moving. He's taking his opportunities. It wouldn't surprise yeah, me. If he I, I want, it, I want him to do. Goals. It wouldn't surprise me. As a United fan, I want him to do well because I think he did lose his way. I think there was a little bit of time where, yes, things were hard for him, and part of that meant his focus wasn't on football. I don't think that's what got him out of the United team. What got him out of the United team is. Unfortunately, the thing that happens to most big players is you start to think that you've got the juice and not the sauce. And ultimately, when you drink your own juice and you realise very quickly it's done, you've got nothing to fall back on. I think Paul Pogba is one of those players that are just on the brink of having sauce because actually when you need him, when you need him to do a performance, he tends to pull up, you know, to show it's not just the odd time here and there. And I think think, juicy. I think, I think you're, no, I think no, you're no, listen, don't ruin, though, don't ruin, don't ruin the analogy. I'm not sure where else he goes. <laughs> I'm not sure where else he goes. I think you yeah. are stuck with him. No. And I think he realizes that. Who well, Lingard? No, Pogba. I don't, I don't think, I don't oh, think Pogba, anyone yeah. takes I, him I, now. Yeah, he, 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 you know, other than PSG, we've been hearing. Um, I just think, yeah, when you know Lingard, in it, he was in the England team, pivotal player in 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 the um in the World Cup and was firmly had that position sewn up, firmly had a position sewn up for United. And then actually when United started to fall on the harder times, you know, we needed people like him to step up and and be the man that he thought he was instead of releasing Jay Ling's clothing lines. And and and, and I hate the Graham Soonis of the world. I really do. 
but these are the points where I actually do agree with them. You are a footballer. You are a footballer are by trade. That is the most important thing. You've got to be, you've got to, listen, you've got to be Ronaldo level. Yeah, no yeah, one's saying yeah. don't drink Messi, alcohol. If Messi, no one's saying, Messi, no one's drop, saying drop don't go and enjoy line, yourself. But you, you are a footballer. That is your job. I think it was Ince or Wright yeah, Ince, said that. Ince, Ince. That is yeah. your job. You need him. to be, you need to be so, listen, there are so many people, me, myself included, when my boss is sniffing around me, the fear of losing my job is enough to, to double check what I'm doing or make sure I'm doing it to the level I should be doing it. And when you're a footballer in Lingard's position and you get paid that kind of money and you let the, you let the juice go to your head, then that's for you know there's nothing to fall back on. But all that being said, like I said, I've got a lot of love for the guy and I really want him to do well. And boy, we could have used him on a weekend because... I'm going to say very little about this United game because I'm just furious. I mean, we looked at the sixth round of the FA Cup. Chelsea went through with a comprehensive win over Sheffield United 2-0. Bournemouth couldn't beat Southampton and Everton couldn't beat City. So and you freeze. You freeze in these big moments and it's... I, ca- I can't... No, I can't even... I can't even describe it. I think for me, it showed me two things. One of them is... Leicester are better side than ours, even though we've got yeah. better players, even though we've got more expensive players. I think they are a better side. They're better coached. They're better managed. And that came across so clearly when you're talking about this fight for second and third. We might pit them to second, but they are by far a better side than us. And there's no shame in losing to a better side than if you. you, if, you okay? if you beat so them that in I saw, the Prem, it would be because of squad depth, not because of quality of yeah. first 11. yeah. Yeah, I, I think I can accept that, you know, as it, you know, you, just, you take those one on the chin. But the thing that I can't take, and which is why I'm going to make this so brief when I have this conversation about United, is just the fact that lots of pundits talks about it being flat and, you know, you can't complain. You can't say it's fatigue. You can, you can say it's fatigue. I'm not going to say it's fatigue, but you can. Because when you're fighting on all fronts, it is tough, right? But that wasn't why we lost. We lost purely because... We, we didn't do the basics right. The consistency, like you've got these Leicester players keeping their shape, fighting for every ball, you know, closing players down, playing the press. And then when United on the opposite side, I don't know what Solskjaer does. I don't know why we're the only team in the top half of the premiership that don't play a pressing game. We do no pressing whatsoever because we're expecting to then pick the ball up and set off on a counter-attack. It's it's insanity. You can't keep playing that way. You've got to adapt. And I just think it was just another example of how we are just tactically inept. And he got his kudos because we got through against Milan and he got his kudos because we beat Pep. But boy, did we get shown up in that game. Boy, did we get shown up and how you've got a, you know, you've got a, a plaster rubber band defence and how that's just not good enough. You've got to and, buy a centre-back, man. You've you know, got to buy a centre-back. I just, I, I, do you know what? I just, do you know what? I want to talk about happier things because I can't talk about this. <laughs> right, let's move on. Let's let's move on to our top five midfielders. Oh. Now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to disclaimer now. Um, I couldn't get it down to five. I'm going to do it in the moment. I'm going to do it in the moment as I speak. I've got eight midfielders oh, written Lord. down and I'm going to do it in the moment because I can't split them. Mm-hmm. Okay. In order as well. So, yep. Yeah, so this is, this is, okay. So I'm going to do it in order of, in so, right, so I'll do it in order of my favorite. Yeah. So not necessarily the best, my That's favorite, right. the ones that made the most impact in my life. Right. So that, so the midfielder that made the most impact on my life was the original, the original number seven. Yeah. 
the Leighton Stone David, I know bad man, Mr. David Beckham. Oh, Lord. When I first started watching <laughs> football, when I start, first started watching football, it was fascinating to have a man who was born, you know, 20 minutes down the road from me to be playing football on that stage to that ability. And I still believe there are not uh, always, I I can't think of many. He's the reason why number seven is my favorite number. He's the reason why, you know, even to this day, I like to play in midfield. He's a reason why, you know, I, I I successfully, unsuccessfully take free kicks when I play. Um, he, he made a very big impact. He's number one. Number two is going to go to the man that made it cool to be bald. That is Mr. Zuzu himself. Mr. Zizu. Um, I just don't think in a world, in an age of pacey, skillful players, you can't take away just how subtly beautiful the way that Zidane played football. It was so subtle. The way he played, the passing, the skills, the vision, it was just the stuff. Is, you bottle that stuff up and you try and teach it to youngsters. It, it, you know, a dying breed of a midfielder, you know, a, a leader and someone with absolute dynamite touch in his feet. So he's going to go in number two for me. Um, oh, gosh. Now I've got six to pick from. I'm going to throw... Oh, oh, gosh. I can't even do it. Wait, you should have let someone okay. go first then. So, so I'm going to take out... Ronaldinho. He's a winger. That's fine. Put him in. I'm going to take him out. I'm going to take him out. Are you and actually going to name all No, no, no. I'm just taking him out. Um, number three is going to go to Raquelme. Okay. Juan um, Roman. He was, again, somebody who, I, I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the beautiful art. And my goodness, as midfielders go, that you know, aren't blessed with pace. He's kind of in that Zidane mold for me. You know, th- these are players that are timeless, that don't get the accolades that, you know, you know, don't get the, the accolades they deserve, but were monumental midfielders. He's number three. Number four is going to go to another non-pacey midfielder, but was bags and bags and bags of technical ability. That's the Ginger Pele himself, Mr. Paul just Lino. Skulls. Um, I don't think much needs to be said about this guy other than the fact that you, you're not going to find better midfielders and, you know, these are the kind of midfielders that the, the big dogs of international football were talking about as, you know, the most worthy opponents. Um, and number five goes to another personal favourite of mine and another reason why I decided to move back down the field from a forward to a midfielder, and that is Mr. Andrea Pirlo. Um, the reason why I liked him so much is because he actually started off life as a forward for Inter um, and played for all three of the big clubs, Inter, Juve and, and AC, and slowly moved back to that deep line, um, deep play, deep line a playmaker role. I think he kind of was the, the, the birth of that in the 90s. You know, he's, again, dynamite touch dynamite touch and vision um, and it was between him and Iniesta but I never really rated Iniesta growing up I think now looking at him I can see what the quality is um, but that's it Bex Zidane Riquelme Skulls Pierlo, and I've left out two do three you know what, do you know what Al right, it, on to the next one top top five was very hard this top five midfielders and strikers are going to be the hardest ones we've got to do I just want to say as well. again just want to say again 
Um, like, like, share, follow, leave a comment. If you've got your top five, let us know. Ow, before we go on to me and Chris's, I've got a few follow, uh, listeners, ones to shout out. So I've got your brothers in front of me, actually. Uh, big shout to Chris from Essex, Alistair's uh, Audio Geek's brother. So we have, he has Brian Robson as one, mm-hmm. Makalele, Roy Keane, Ronaldo, that's Cristiano, and Vieira. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who was the first one? Oh, sorry, mate. I've just lost the list. Brian Robson. I thought you said Brian Wilson. No, I was thinking, who's Brian Wilson? No, no, Brian, oh, Brian Robson. Robson. Uh, Adrian, my boy from Southeast London. He has... His one was interesting, actually. Uh, Maradona, one. Georgie Hadji, two. Cristiano Ronaldo. Rude Hullet. And Carlos Valderrama. Mm. Um, it's old school, boy. Yeah, yeah. Also got Stephen from Chester, who has... Brian Robson, one. Glenn Hoddle, Chris Waddle, Perlo, and Paul Scholes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. like, yeah, keep sending them in. Obviously, next week is top five strikers, which is going to be bang hard. And I've had some... I think we need to spit that. It's got to be top five forwards. Yeah, we need to do wingers strikers. first. Okay. Wingers we'll first. All right, wingers. We'll, we'll, do, we'll discuss that off here and sort that out. And I've also had a suggestion for another top five, because you guys seem to be liking the top five. So, top five hated players that you hate and top Luis Suarez number one top five what was the other one that I had sorry Um, oh and top five hard men so I think we could easily do that as well so top five annoying footballers and top five hard men so we'll do that after we've done our top five um, players at the end of the season we'll do our top five five five-a-side team so amalgamation of all our top five that we've done over the season so I'm going to go with mine um, only one player out. We've only shared one player this week, which is surprising. So my top five midfielders for the first time, I have no English players. That's a shocker for me. So at five, I've got Clarence Sadoff, like legendary. Batman. Four, I've got Pavel Nedved, just too big. Boy, Chris, I thought you weren't a Pavel Nedved fan. Yeah, Chris ain't a Pavel Nedved fan. I'm, I'm, um, I'm just going to breathe, concentrate on my breathing. <laughs> <laughs> at three I've gone Ronaldinho like for me he's a midfielder um, yeah. at two I've gone Luis Figo and oh yeah he was he was there for Figo me and all was, Figo was big and he then was there for me and all. at one I've got Zinedine Zidane like, I can still remember the Bayern Leverkusen Champions League Ugh, that volley that, that left foot volley, volley. Root, was it in Scotland that Harry Park is it Le- yeah left Man. foot left foot volley Bruv. all I heard from nowhere all I heard was Fat Joe lean back and then <laughs> top corner. I was like no big goal <laughs> big goal absolutely listen and actually and then actually I, I've got a lot of time for your Luis Figo one because he, he was on he wasn't on my eight he was one of the people I looked at and the reason why I just think in that era, I'd, I'd, I'd happy with him being a midfielder. I think in that era, it was very rare, unless you were in Serie A, it was very rare to play for the top teams. Yeah. So you look at most of the big players in Serie A, they all played for Juve, AC, and Inter. Yeah. And in our league, and in the Liga, that was unheard of, you know, completely unheard of, you know. All of them, from Vieri to Inzaghi, they all had no, absolutely no loyalty. But in in our day and age, to see players go from rivals and still be arguably best player in the world 
in his position or one of the best players in the world, it's come on. You've got in in today's in today's game, you would never see that. You know, the balls to go to the rivals and still don it. Apparently, apparently he to... didn't really want that move. Apparently he used it as a bargaining chip to get a better contract and they called his bluff and they called his bluff. Well, there you go. What a bluff then, eh? Because that guy, you know, other you know, other than you know, in terms of midfielders, Portuguese midfielders, if, other than if, Rui Costa, if you don't believe me, really have a little look at his unveiling at the com- at his at his um, press conference and look at the man's face. He didn't face. look happy, did he? Look at the yeah, man's face. Say no more. He had rest in beef. He had rest in beef. That is not happy, guy. He's not good. Yeah, he wasn't happy. But you know what? Though he, for me, he like Figo was was brilliant. This like, this could have been a top five list quite easy. Um, I really enjoy the top five that we're doing at the moment. Okay. So please don't forget, if you want to send in yours, send us yours. Uh, like, share, comment. Chris, go on, hit us with your top five. Right. Yeah, take take us take us home. Right, okay. I'll, I'll do this in I'll do this in reverse order. So at number five, Chavi, <laughs> the guy, Mister Hernandez, Mister 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 Metronome, kept it ticking over, never mm. lost the ball, was a great vice captain at Barca. Without him. That Barca team that won everything and was the best wouldn't have been the same team. Number four, Al Caballeros, Steven Gerrard. Um, he Eesh. could do the man Oof. could do everything. He, car- he, he carried he Liverpool. <laughs> he carried Liverpool for a decade. Admittedly, he had that horrible slip and Palace that Palace game, but honestly, Istanbul. That FA Cup final against West Ham, like the the guy, the, yes, the, goal, the guy goal, yeah. was just a monster, an absolute monster in terms of technical ability, work rate, mentality. Um, yeah, the be- the best all round English midfielder I've ever seen play live. Um, it's, bearing in mind, I'm just over thirty, so yeah, that's why you sort of Brian Robson etc. isn't in that list for me. But yeah, a, a monster. Number three. Yeah, Brian Robson's made a few lists today. No, Sorry. Number three, Al, uh, when you said this, that you didn't rate him, I, I couldn't quite believe my ears, but Mr. Andre Iniesta. Um, the the best way... No, do you know what? Do you know what? So, no, sorry to interrupt you. It's, it's not that I didn't rate him, I think. Well, so we, we, you know, Grave and I have... No, yeah, Grave and I had a, have a mutual friend in common, um, Oaks. And Oaks was a big... Barca fan back yeah, in the day massive. and used to go on about Iniesta and I used to think I don't know what you are talking about this guy is just bang average but what I will say is as the years went on my goodness did he not prove his worth like I think in the early like days Piano. I could not see what everybody else what, saw what which is why he, he's on my list. He just didn't of my of my eight midfielders. He's that's, on that list. I made my short one of the, list. One, of the best, list. one of the best things that I can think to say about him is. There's like a famous interaction. I watched it on a boss documentary um, between Pep, who just retired, and Xavi, who was just coming into the first team. And they were talking, they were watching a youth team game. Um, and Pep said um, to, to Xavi, he said, you, you'll, you'll retire me, but this kid will retire both of us. And and Iniesta, like, it's just, I mean, obviously, he, he had everything. Yeah, he had everything, fair. like tight spaces, dribbling through centre midfield, no one, no one, I don't think can can say that anyone's done it better than him. Like he never lost the ball. I don't think there was a better period. He never, he never lost the ball. He never lost, and he turned up in every big game. He scored that World Cup winner, didn't he? Like he was always he the did, man. Yeah. You could play him wide left, 
sort of like as a full swinger. You could play him as a six, play him as an eight. You could probably even play him as a four because his anticipation reading the game was that good. Um, number two, my my hero, my Donny, the guy that Arsenal replaced, Mr. Patrick Vieira. He was he was more than just a four, a holding midfielder. He was a legitimate box to box. And he was the big, strong, tall guy that stood up to Roy Keane and would battle and have a scrap and win headers and put in tackles and lung-busting runs. But he would also go and score goals like he did against Liverpool where he'd play a cute one-two and then dink it over the keeper with his weak foot. Like He had absolutely everything. He was technically massively underrated and he was a monster of a captain. I just don't like the way he treated us. Just didn't like the way he treated us. Apparently, they call him the... um, in uh, 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 um, the Emirates, they call him the Black McTominay. Yep, yep. I've I've heard that. I've heard that. It's it seems seems what? right. Really? Yeah, at, at, at the Emirates. Yeah, that's what they say. Great. Go see yourself out. Um, I'm not really number number, <laughs> number one. Number one. And um, we've we've all said him. Zizu, Zizi. Yeah, it, okay, it, man. I can't. I, I can lean just, back himself. Just bro. both Mr. feet, R- chest, shoulders. R- he would. I head. I headbutt you in the chest and make it look good. He would. He would honestly. He would honestly. He would just stroll through games and be the best player. There's a. There's a friendly either pre or post World Cup, um, for France, Brazil, and he was just the the names of players on the pitch. And the level above everyone that he was at comfortably and just strolled his way to man the match. Just just his touch, his vision, his awareness, his strength, his speed, which was underrated. Like he could burst through midfield, but then he would always pick the right pass. Just he saw the game in, in zeros and ones and technically probably the best that I've seen with both feet. And I've seen San- and I've seen Santi Cazorla um... play. Leaving Cazorla out was was a madness for me. A, a player that um, Ferguson turned yeah. out. Yeah, that? I mean, he sold Yattam Stam too quick, didn't he? And and he missed out on on Neuer, so he has made his mistakes. He he saw him at Cannes, I think, and um, opted opted not. You know, he was offered to us, and he opted not to sign him. But you don't know that that trajectory so, he might not have been the same player. Exactly, exactly. Of course, but I just think you, you'd like to think you you know there are not many players who were of absolute phenomenal quality that started off life terribly you know Ronaldo didn't start off life terribly he just wasn't mature enough yet yeah. you know he had the skill we had he the had ability the, he had the boot cut it's just you know it's, <laughs> it's one of those things isn't it? I think, when I think of Zidane when I think of Zidane you know he's one of those players that you know when you think of specific style football kits when you think of the France coloured blue yeah, yeah. shirt with the, the white stripe that's down the 98 one yeah yeah, yeah, you can only think Trezeguet, Zidane. Yeah. You know, these are players that that that, that let me, iconic. Let me go on eBay. Didn't let me go on eBay real quick. Find me a Real Madrid shirt with five on the back. Like I need, exactly. like the exactly. guy, the That's guy. I mean. Iconic, iconic shirts. Definitely. And Rob, to wear number five as well and put sauce on number five. Like, come on. And it's the thing, isn't it? These 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 youngsters and and Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move you up a notch and not say put you in the youngster barrier. Of these newfound football fans that go to the go to the ground and 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 boo their players and come out with something. Listen, they missed out a golden age of midfielders. If you can't, if you cannot, if you cannot put Zidane in your top five you don't know midfielders, football. you don't know are, football. You don't know. You do not know football. You do not know football whatsoever because that guy transformed that role as a mate. 
to this day, to this day, I can't think of any players that excited me more than watching him play. You know, he was an absolute. Donny. If he if he yeah, if he played in soccer Donny. aid or something, I would watch it just just to see him have oh, have a ten minute cameo, Donny. like a monster. Now, Rob, he was epic. He was epic. He was he was epic. He was he was big. He was big. And you know what? He was quiet. Man just went about. Exactly. His, man went about. Like he was one of them players that would not be on social media today if yeah. he was playing. He just seems like that guy. He just wouldn't have time for it. Do you know what I mean? His sole purpose was playing football and collecting trophies. And Bags, by man. golly, did he collect collect trophies? So. Yeah, but pop I, yes, quiz, top five. pop quiz. Where is his actual actual descent? Algerian, yeah, Algeria, yeah. correct. And that's one of the reasons why I loved him. I just thought, you know, listen, he African, mate. <laughs> he African, all right. <laughs> Don't be confused by his light skin tone. He African, mate, and that's why he deserves his accolades from his other African brother. To what Jamaica are trying to do now, bro. We're trying to get them players that have that that allegiance to us with their parents or grandparents and that, where we could have an actual a decent team. Like, actually a decent team, Jamaica. After this conversation, there's a good chance my next son is going to be named Zinedine when he's born. Yeah, I'd like to see Rosa go with that one. You know what I mean? There's a good chance yeah. that, that that might happen. Well, that's, 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 that's a bad man name. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, they, they, you to have it, fair, I think, I think yeah, your, just... your mum was going to call you call you Bota after Sean. But, like, she laughed. After you, I think. <laughs> Not she's, after she met your mum and realised what she was... <laughs> Gonna call you because you <laughs> were born before me, weren't you? You know what I mean? Like you didn't call Sean Gutter. He's getting fresh. He said, I thought you called him Greg. <laughs> no, we just called him Goater because he just every time yeah, you just a, feed him. You're damn right. Man, I'm, I'm, a, eat, bro. I'm a goat, bro. I'm the greatest of all time. Don't ever forget that. Goat. Put some, uh, put some respect on my name. Yeah. Some respect. Okay. Depends what the, you're the greatest of doing, really. Greatest of all time. What for? You name it. You name it. Exactly. You know what? This is and a that team. You two like brings us. Mm. To a timely end before this guy starts to trying to work out the difference between sauce and juice. So yeah, as uh, just to echo Mr. Golden Child there, yeah, send in your top fives, man, because I'm sure you've got lots of things to say about our top fives. And people will say, How can you rate Bex higher than Zidane? I'm not saying that at all. That's stupid. What I'm saying is in terms of impact on my life, being from East London and seeing an East Londoner who was born down a row for me, turning out for Real Madrid and my favourite team, Man United, was inspiring for me. So that's why he's at number one. But in terms of best players of all time, yes, of, of course I'm putting Zidane there as number one. But, you know, keep sending in your top fives and um, we will be concluding that very soon. So right, it's been a really action-packed pod, a pod that I had initially described that had been 45 minutes. We're well over that. So happy editing for me. But first and foremost, I'd like to say a big thank you to Snells for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, let's wrap this up before Greg runs up my limited internet. <laughs> and then I'm going to pass it over to DJ Cold, Colden, DJ Golden Child to take us home. Yeah, you know what, guys? I love these. I love this podcast. I'm loving the whole top five thing. We are still looking for fans. So if you are a fan of a club and you want to come on and talk about your club, then please hit us up on the emails, which is linked in the bio. Or you can just send us a direct message to one of our Instagrams and jump on. But you know what? It's been a pleasure. And I want to say everybody be happy. Everyone be good. And peace.